0: Hello there, and guess what? The first Come
1: Together San Diego broadcast of the year. Can you believe that? Well, Happy New Year. And uh, also, I kid around with my friends and go, also happy to vet because this is the 10th month in the... Hebrew calendar, and this is the beginning of that month as well, and you'll be amazed at how they dovetail with one another. I may talk about that as we go uh, through the show because there are so many common denominators, and the things that are going on in the world need to be paid attention to, and the things that are going on in the business world need to be paid attention to, which brings me to our first guest Diane Kokola and she has an outreach called the Blueprint Leadership. It's a business, but she also does ministry things within it. Diane, how are you? Doing great. You know, Happy to be here. What, oh, it's my pleasure. Believe me. We've Diane joined us uh, about a year ago or so uh, on one of the earlier broadcasts, and she shared some insights about what goes on in the business world and how she can help them have a biblical perspective and empower them further. So I said, Diane, it's about time to bring you back. You know, but one of the things, Diane, that we do, my listening friend, you know this, because periodically when we have other people in San Diego County, this is called Come Together San Diego so when other people are coming together and doing things uh, notable things uh whenever the opportunity arises we like to bring them on the air and give kind of a, kind of a brief overview of some of those things And uh, I have on the line with me Pastor Harold Brown. He's tied to the East County Transitional Living Center in in the El Cajon East County area, and he has things going on. And uh, we're going to have him just Diane. uh, Thank you for indulging us here before we dive into your uh, business related things. Harold Brown, how are you doing?
2: Doing great. Happy New Year, San Diego.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Thank
2: you, Cass and Diane, for giving me this few minutes to tell people about what East County Transitional Living Center is doing on January 19th.
1: Exactly. But before January 19th, you and I are going to be on the air specifically. I'm going to bring you on and you're going to kind of give an overall view of East County Transitional Living Center. But we realized that that's too close to the actual event to give people much time to uh, get on their skateboards and paddle your way. So why don't you tell us what's what's going on with you, Pastor Harold Brown?
2: Well, we're having a 5K run walk on January 19th down at Liberty Station. You can register to get rid of those pounds you put on over the, <laughs> over the holidays. And you can also help support a great ministry that's going to help uh, just literally hundreds of families come off the streets. And you can do that by going to ectlc.org. Just give it a few seconds and a pop-up box will come up and register and get down there and run those pounds off.
1: I like it. And the, the cause, the, the revenue from this uh, is tied to the East County Transitional Living Center. We'll talk more about that when I bring Harold on. But I, it, it, there are a lot of people uh, that are doing behind-the-scenes things to help our, the indig- ind- indigenous, the, those people that are kind of uh, need a hand up and help and uh I've known Pastor Harold Brown for a long time. He and this this entire East County Transitional Living Center, that's what they do. And we're going to find out more about that. But once again, Harold, the website that they can find out more about this venue?
2: It's ectlc.org. And just go there and wait a few seconds. The pop-up box will come up. God bless you, San Diego. Thank you again, Kaz and Diane, for giving me a few minutes.
1: You're welcome. Uh, Pastor Harold Brown, one of the great ones in San Diego County. Thank you, Pastor Harold and the East County Transitional Living Center. God bless. You know, nice. you are know, involved in businesses, and sometimes these businesses may be for profit, and you also inspire people that are on non, in a nonprofit environment. And I, I really have watched Pastor Harold Brown, what he's done in a nonprofit environment, and he's got great wisdom. And to see him, you know, release his creativity and wisdom, remarkable. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about, Diane, you and I today, about how to release things, so, Diane, why don't you just take a moment or two, give our listening friends an overview on what's going on with Blueprint leadership, and uh, especially those who maybe have thought about being in business or are just getting started in business or in a leadership position in another business environment. You have uh, biblical insights and other stuff.
3: Diane Cocola. <laughs> well, thanks, Kaz. Yeah, uh, you know, I think w- and for Pastor uh Harold as well. Uh leadership is is you know, it's leadership. It it doesn't matter if it's in a nonprofit, in a big company, a small company, an entrepreneurial company, leadership is leadership. And uh I think that what's really critical about leadership is is understanding first and foremost why are we doing what we're doing. And and it's always to impact the community, right? Like What, like the pastor's doing, he's impacting San Diego community. Yes, yes, yes. And if you're in a business environment, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's, it's impacting the customers that you serve, which is the community. And so getting that, uh, getting that straight, I think is so important. And so, and, and you asked about leadership from the perspective of biblical. So I think that's so important because when we think about what is leadership biblically, I think of three things. I think first of all, it's love. Good. Next, it's doing the right things right, mm-hmm. which is righteousness. Right. And then the third thing is justice, and that's about serving the community. And one of the things that I feel like we in our current day have lost some track of is how uh, each of us is responsible for community as, as leaders, and it, whatever size, whatever type of leadership you're in.
1: Yes. And, you know, it's kind of like if you bless God in your business – God will bless you in your business. Yeah. And so I've, I've seen, I, I, I've known you for a number of years and you really have a heart cry for making sure godly principles are instilled into the business mentality. And all of a sudden, you know, sometimes my listening friend, if you're starting a business, you go, I don't know what to do next. And obviously there's going to be some wise counsel uh, horizontally that you can acquire to get some good next steps. But if you acquire the vertical yeah. But wisdom, you're much better off because uh, that goes for eternity. <laughs> right.
3: So true. <laughs> yep, And you know what, Cause I was thinking from that perspective as well, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, creating a kingdom culture as a leader. It, it, what does it mean to create a, a kingdom culture, and that really takes understanding what the word has to say about how you uh, carry yourself, first yes. of all, right? And I, I was thinking about this the other day too, um, and we've had some of these conversations before, where where you know when we think about the the, the transition people have from uh, from the Egypt into the wilderness and then into the promised mm-hmm. land. And, and really the first step in leadership is making that transition personally, right? Self-leadership from I'm stuck in stuff and, and I'm, I'm blind to getting to the place where God takes us, coaches us, and teaches us Yes, till he can release us into the promised land, which to me means in the promised land— we have gotten the message and he can delegate to us and give us authority at that point, right? Because we've matured.
1: Yes, and let me step back a little bit so that our listeners can be aware of what we're talking about. Of course, you know, you're hearing biblical uh, precepts right now, uh, from diane but the truth of the matter is if these biblical precepts can be applied in your business environment and, and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you if, especially if you're in a place of leadership you may not be the ceo or, or the leader of leaders in that business but if you are instrumental in there and uh, people are listening to your insights if you uh, embrace biblical principles you don't even have to be a pulpit pounding preacher you can just say you know here's some moral thoughts that we probably ought to pursue in our business process, God will bless that and it, it doesn't make any difference if you're a widget builder or you know if you're in construction or if you're in uh, the food industry it doesn't make any difference what the that the business is. God's principles are the same in every facet just like he spoke to the fishermen uh, like he did to the carpenters or, or like he did to the to, to the farmers and so it, uh, the precepts worked and the profession doesn't have to have necessarily be a specific profession
3: yeah, so true. It's so true, as and you know, I, I'm thinking about it, you know from a, from the standpoint of leadership um, that everybody is a leader. Everybody has a zone. That they're responsible for, right? So if you're a customer service person in your organization, you have a really important leadership role because you're working with customers of that organization and how you represent the company, which is also representing the kingdom is so important. So, you know, everyone has an area of responsibility and that's their leadership position.
1: And Diane, I know you won't be upset with me if I take another step back and say, if you're running a household. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> the same precepts work because you are, you know, uh, in the Proverbs 31 woman, for example, the one who actually uh, makes sure the stuff is flowing smoothly. That's a business uh, proposition in in many ways. So the, the insights that we're going to be sharing in this first hour, Diane Cocolo, we're going to be talking about things that are applicable not only in the literal business or a nonprofit environment or whether you're actually the leader in that business or you're in an inst- influential position in that business or... If you happen to be uh, somebody that's running a household, or any you know any one of a number of things, or a nonprofit, or whatever it is, or ministry thing, or you're doing a little Bible study in your home, all these precepts are invaluable and appropriate for you. So we have about one more minute in this section. Then I'm going to have you dig a little bit more deeply in some of, some of the people that have been involved with with blueprint uh, leadership and other things as well. Because at the close of this, we are going to uh, people are going to be more equipped. I'm going, to, I'm going to put it on you here. You know I don't, sometimes I lay things on you, but you always handle it just fine, Diane. I want you to pray over the listeners right now and prepare them for the remainder of this one-hour broadcast. And as we do, then we'll close this section, then we'll start digging into the real fun stuff. Diane Kokala of uh, Blueprint. Leadership, lay a prayer on us.
3: Father, we just um, pray, God, that you would be in uh, in the hearts of people to uh, really embrace the sense that we all have a leadership role. And in that role, uh, we have the opportunity to bring kingdom principles wherever we are, wherever our feet tread, we have the opportunity to bring the culture of the kingdom and be leaders.
1: Oh, I like it. You, can't you just sense we're going to have just a great time, Diane Kukala, you and I, my listening friend, because we're going to talk about uh, making, you know, we talk about minding your own business, but this is minding his business through you. And we're going to show you what that looks like and uh, the wonderful uh, benefits and blessings that are attached to it. Diane Kukala, uh, Blueprint Leadership, and I
0: will be... Right back. <laughs> this is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego. It's just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And I am back
1: with Diane Coca-Cola, one of my faves, Blueprint Leadership. And you can just tell by that name that she's involved in leadership and maybe I would say maybe consulting or giving insights to a variety of different things. And, and Diane, one, one, I've been in the advertising business for many years prior to doing or as, in conjunction also with doing broadcast. But one of the things that I discovered in the ad agency business, no, you know, they say, OK, do a campaign for us. OK, you know, the most successful campaigns are identifying the actual leader and having them tell their story. And they, they are, you know, they you know, we, we go, that's an inspirational idea, but it's not nearly as inspirational sounding when we say it, than when because the idea was their own. So one of the ways that I realized that the the best way to make a client a success is to let the world see their heart. And so this is what I I think you're going to do in this segment. You're going to introduce some of the kind of clientele that you work with, with Blueprint Leadership. What, what do they look like? Are they from all different facets? Give us the story, yeah. Diane Kukala.
3: <laughs> well, there are. We have, we have clients from, you know, the, uh, the educational system yeah. and uh, and even retail or uh, fast food. But a lot of the clients that we work with have something to do with healthcare. care. And so, ah. uh, yeah, so a lot of them, and and it's an interesting story. Actually, when we started off, we worked a lot with um, large organizations like Abbott and um, Medtronic, and so, some of those mm-hmm. huge organizations. And then uh, we've transitioned to working also with uh, startup organizations yes. and and ha- and helping them to grow. Um, And so in in terms of uh, the the clients, I think the one thing that's in common for the kinds of clients that we serve are people who really believe, as leaders in the organization, people who believe that the people in the organization are the biggest asset to the organization and being successful in the organization. It's a real value for people.
1: So in other words, you're only as good as the people who work with you. That's so, isn't that right? (laughs) I love it. So right. So you have some uh, overviews on, on that kind of thing that you want to share with us
3: so in terms of uh you know one one of the things that we do within our model is uh the one of the biggest problems that a lot of organizations big and small have but especially as it starts to grow is that people start to work in silos it's it starts to be like you know so you the- mean
1: segmented out so they're not really part of the rest they're just doing their thing and just kind of tossing it into the mix.
3: Right. And uh-huh. so you have like, you have an R and D research and development group and they function as a team. And then you'll have an operations group and they function as a team and the marketing group functions sure. as a team. But, What we really need to have is a customer experience where all of those parts of the organization are working together as one Corinthians, the body. body, I
1: I love that. Now, what kind of do you get some blowback on that when you introduce this to a company that's used to being segmented like that? uh, And can you do they quickly discover the values? I mean, because back in the uh, back in the day, they were all kind of in one room in one place and all functioning together, and then they, they become so sophisticated. So your department is over here on the east coast your department's over here in the west coast and you're in in the central part of the Amer- United States or some other foreign country and sometimes that you miss that synergism uh, uh, so how do you counsel these people
3: yep so the, you know, and it's it's interesting, um, Kaz. There was just a study that was done by Ken Blanchard right here in San yes, Diego. Wonderful. Eight hundred HR people talked about some of the problems that organizations have, and uh, the biggest one was the siloed, uh, you know, the siloing of functions. And so, one of the things that uh, w- that we do in in our leadership program is is uh, is help people first of all understand. Uh, what are they? We call them signature strengths. So for each leader in the organization, we have a process that helps people understand what makes you unique, Kaz, or you know, exactly. in, in who you are as a leader, and uh, and then how are the other people on the leadership team different than you and a compliment to you. Mm. And yes. and so there's there is an example that we just one that would just recently happened that was uh, phenomenal. Uh, these, this group of people up in San Jose had been working together and there were just three of them initially in the room together. They were the executive team. Uh, one was the CEO, one is the chief operating officer, and the other was the, uh, the leader of HR. And what ended up happening is they had worked together for about 18 months. Uh, but in, in, in the process of the Signature Strengths program, they were able to really Um, understand that each of them had very different uh, strengths or capabilities. The CEO, as you might, you know, have, you might assume has a very strategic bent and the Chicha operating officer had the ability to take that vision and really implement into Mm -hmm. the day to day. It's the HR person who's the megaphone and the promoter and that, Right. And so all of a sudden they're, walk, they're, they're, they're locking arms together in a whole different way because they elevated their understanding of how each of them has differences that they contribute and complement each other to function and multiply as a whole.
1: You know, one of the downfalls that I've seen in business environments, I've experienced them uh, personally and also uh, uh, observationally. Is as soon as you get one person that says, "I my word is final, the end." I mean, the CEO or what the president ultimately is that. But if you keep touting that and it demeans the other people in many ways, they they're not so they're a little apprehensive, apprehensive to speak up. And all of a sudden, you miss some of the gold that's there based on the, the intuitiveness of teamwork.
3: Right. It's so that and that is so that happens so frequently, whereas a leader, people thinking that ever they, they see leaders sometimes see through their own eyes and they want other people to to see the way they see or be the way they are. And it diminishes the God given design of that other person. Right. Yes. And then the discretionary energy that people bring to work, they become demoralized and we actually inhibit the ability of the organization to function at its best level and, yes. to, and to create that great customer experience.
1: Because nobody cares what I think. Right. Nobody cares what I think. And I come up with great ideas and they just snuff me off. Yep. And the leadership needs to really be aware, listen and uh, be intuitive in that. Because when you have, you, you know, you have employees and people uh, beneath you in the work chart uh, and they don't get a say, all they are is looking for five o'clock to yep. punch out. And that's the end of it. So I'm going to so ask right. you. I'm going to ask you to do this. We you have some wonderful uh, insights there from a business standpoint, but it also applies to the family unit, quote unquote, as, as a business as well. Uh, a father and a mother, uh, or a husband and wife, and the way that they administrate family things as a business as well. Every person having a level of say that does not take them, you know, into, a, uh, you know, I'm the, the dog gets more attention than I do kind of a thing. So your truths are applicable not only to business, but also to family.
3: So true, Kaz. I mean, it, it, and it's, it's really about identifying the uniqueness of every person in the family and, you know, especially those children. And then also, I think, you know, real, so that's the case is, is how is each of them, you know, their God given design and value. Valuing that, because one of the things that we also find, and whether it's in business or as you say, in a family, is when people feel valued, when they feel like they're understood and that they are significant for how they're designed, then the resistance to feedback is diminished. Because I feel good about who I am. I feel valued for who I, who I am. And one of the things that the Jewish family does so well is by providing blessing and fi- providing encouragement in the family. And, and so I, I even talk to people in the business world, and, we, and I say to them all the time, give five you know, positives for every correction. Oh, my and you do that in the family as well.
1: well that that's a rem- that's innovative. Pay close attention to that my friends, even in a family environment, give more accolades mm-hmm. than uh you know, than the negatives because people know that the correction is necessary for everybody to be flowing together. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back we've got about 3 minutes in this segment, but I look back in in Moses's day and and then also in uh, future and beyond that when Moses had the God gave him the vision for the tabernacle, the tabernacle of Moses. But he wasn't responsible for doing all the things there. He had just different people doing different things. And he looked around and other people in Scripture look around. And I'm going to give you two names that many people just don't know. Uh, Bezalel is the name of one and a holy is another two different tribal members that were the creative components and because of their creativity, the things in the tabernacle, the things in temples and things like that, they were crafted uh, because God said, okay this person is very special and they can do something that you just can't do Moses or uh, CEO or CFO or things like that. There are people in your organization that can do things like you cannot do and there's a time for them to be honored for what they do and let them loose and do that but in Integrate them into the plan, and you're going to be a bigger success than you ever imagined. Want to speak a little bit more about that kind of thing?
3: Yeah, so true. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is so true. The validation of uh, each person and what they can bring to the table, and then collectively, like you said before, it's really the multiplication, yes. right? So, then oh, it's yeah. not it's not one plus one equals two; it's one plus one equals a hundred because
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one can chase a thousand, two can chase. 10,000. I mean, uh, do the do the math on that kind of thing. It doesn't make sense in the natural, but in God's provision, it makes sense. So the, the inspiration to our CEOs that are listening and to the leaders of different departments that are listening and to moms and dads that are listening, basically figure out how to bring each person, identify each person's calling and uh, weave them together into the big plan. Yeah. Right. My, my, my. So true. I'm going to have you speak to our listeners and, you know, we do prayers and things like that, but I'm going to have you as a leader of leaders in this area of businesses. I want you to speak to these people and just declare in the next 60 seconds uh, upon them, God's blessing to have them spread things out and to share things with other people in their own environment.
3: Well, we do. We just uh, we we just declare yes. that as leaders in the San Diego County and wherever you're listening, yes. that you uh, have the the it's really the 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 uh, sensitivity and the emotional intelligence to look inside and you see uh, there's a, a, there's a gem in each individual. And that I, I just declare that yeah. we as leaders in this community will find the gem of each individual because God made everyone for a purpose and everyone has a unique design. And it's our job to find that uh-huh. design. And then we as a community will flourish and Boy, our businesses will flourish and our families will flourish.
1: Can you understand why I really appreciate Diane Kokolev Blueprint Leadership? She she takes all the stuff and she boils it down to the essence and then she, she lets you have it. Diane, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. You know, in the ad agency business where I was, we we, we learned that uh, the word of mouth is the best advertisement, but we're going to let you use your experiences to offer the word of mouth of some of the people that have been bo- involved in uh, Blueprint Leadership and use that as our launch pin for other things we're going to share about this. Are you game for that in the next one? Game language? for it. Okay, my listening friend, uh, Diane Kukula of uh, Blueprint Leadership and CAS will be
0: right, right back. back. Hi, I'm Jay an, president and founder of Harvest International Ministry in Pasadena, and I want to make an apostolic declaration. God loves San Diego, and I declare revival and transformation of San Diego. I declare heaven on earth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor.
1: I am absolutely so excited to have Diane Kukala of Blueprint Leadership with me because she's helping us open our eyes to things that we should know as far as how to deal with other people, how to deal in business, how to deal in families. And you used uh, a phraseology during the break. and I wanted to explore that a little bit more. Adaptive leadership. I mean, so you're saying basically it goes in a process or different cycles of training and learning, not only for yourself, but how you train and uh, uh, direct others as well. Talk a little bit about this adaptive leadership.
3: Yeah, so you know, I, I the, in the in the Word of God, when uh, Israel was moving from you know Egypt, uh-huh. they were stuck, right? <laughs> and then and then God took them into the wilderness. And he was teaching and coaching, really. And and I, I love there was that one. I I don't remember who says that, said this, but uh, it, the 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 thought is that that God had to get. Egypt out of them in order for them to go into the promised land. And and isn't that similar for us as well, that there's certain things that God has to prune us of in the wilderness before we can go into? And what is the promised land? The promised land is really the opportunity for us to have the dominion and authority that God gave us in the very beginning. But now we're raised up and ready to handle that kind of authority. So in leadership, that's the same thing. In leadership, when people come into your organization, uh, they th- there's certain things that they're just not going to know. Or if you give them something that's a new task they've never done it before, it's sort of like being in Egypt. They they don't know. They don't have the ability to walk out. They they uh-huh. the, you know on uh-huh. their own. So in the beginning stages, if somebody's going, let's say they're learning Excel. In the very beginning stages, we have to tell them, what does Excel do? You know, how do you open it? There's some very preliminary things. Very rudimentary things, yes. And and that's the Egypt phase,
1: Oh, I see where you're going. This is ingenious. I love it.
3: Yeah. And so then in the wilderness stage, now they understand what Excel is. But we have to sit down and we have to teach them like, what do all these columns mean and how do I move things within the columns and how do I connect, you know, one uh, cell to another cell? We have to teach a person that before we can expect that we can just delegate and have them run, yes, right? And so we that the second phase, which is a wilderness phase, is teaching people what they need to know. Once we've taught them and they're proficient, now they can do whatever it is we have them uh, whatever they need to do, but they 're probably not comfortable with it or confident in it for situations that are new. They have the basics, but they need to be coached third phase. They need to be coached to apply that learning in situations that they haven 't uh, they haven 't encountered before, yes right.
1: Let's take this into the area of sports, for example. You can have a coach that can coach uh, athletes like, for example, uh, the Olympians and things. This, the, the coach is never going to ascend necessarily to the level of the Olympians that he's coaching, but he gives them the tools to do that. And there's a point, and I've seen this in instruction, I've seen this in business, I've seen this in the family environment, where you instruct a person to a certain point, and then there's a point where you go, okay, you got the precepts, now what are you going to do with it? And all of a sudden, you know, uh, the... A, there was a guy who does high jumps, and it was called the flop that he did. It was a completely different manner of doing the high jump, but he was able to ascend to a different level because he had a different way of doing it. He learned the basics, and then some wise coach uh, said, now, what would you do with this? And all of a sudden, if you're a business leader and you go, I, I have people that have this desire to be successful and I want to help them be successful now, but I also know that they're going to do some things that uh, far outweigh my way of doing things. All of a sudden, it's not my pride or their pride or anything else. It's the collective power. Talk a little bit about that because I, I see so where good. you're going with this. So You're, right.
3: Good. you're so right. Yeah, and, and it's that face because you already did that. It's where the leader is. Uh What makes a leader really effective in this third phase is asking the right questions that bring out a new learning in that person so that they can go to that next level and try something that's never been done before and create a breakthrough like yes. that right
1: so why don't you talk to the leaders because uh, this is where this is where there's the stumbling stone, yes, because if a leader goes, you know i it's my vision, and you have to follow my vision exactly uh then you then you're limited to your vision yeah. it, but it could be God's greater vision if you will, will allow people whom God has added to you to do their thing in a, in a in a manner that is not uh taking away from things but adding to things
3: so good yeah and and, and it's really at this point is uh, you can you can kind of even I don't like the idea of managing people I like leading people Good. but you could even do that up through that place of of teaching right you that you're you're helping people get the information but t- Kaz, you're so right. In this coaching stage, now it's about how do I get this person to develop and to grow and to learn. And if I can, re- if I can unleash them, then we have that multiplication power within the organization. If it's just one person who's uh, using tools in the organization get done with that one person wants, uh, we really uh, are limiting everyone. we're limiting
1: not ourselves, but the business. Plus, you're limiting every person that's working with you and for you. You want to have people working for you is true, but you you want to have people that are working with With, you. Right. And and that that means that the vision that you had may be uh, expanded into a a vision that you couldn't even see. Yep. And that's absolutely amazing.
3: Yes. So that's so, so it. And, and then just so we get there, but in the section, the last phase is really when you can you can delegate because the person has expertise and confidence to do what needs to be done. And I feel like that's what God does with us. He moves us through these four different phases. And when we've matured, he can release us to have authority in, in certain areas like uh, in your family, uh, mm. you know, it, 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 and really to, to have that dominion that we need. But a lot of leaders, what happens uh, in the leadership is they get comfortable with one of these four areas. A lot of times uh, a, a leader will be comfortable telling people what to do and delegating what to do, but not as comfortable in the teaching and the coaching stage, which mm. then doesn't equip people. And to your point, then it's the same thing in a family you might say like, I'm going to tell you, tell you, tell you, but we really need to get people all the way through the four stages where we're, we're, we're helping them to understand the yeah. big picture, then we're teaching them, then we're coaching them, which is where most leaders fall short, mm. and then we can delegate authority.
1: Yeah, but to delegate authority means that you have to step back a little bit and beware that maybe somebody's going to have a, be- <laughs> a better idea than you had. Right. What? <laughs> right. That's so good. We've got a couple minutes, about two minutes left in this segment. I want you to speak to the leaders that have that are in this the hardest phase to let go of. I want you to speak to them and uh, speak to them of the gold that they the treasures they can find by uh, instructing and then stepping away and watching. I want you to speak to these people.
3: Yeah. You know, it It, it reminds me of uh, in Karate Kid. There's a place ah. in that movie where the coach is sitting at the st- sidelines, and and the uh, the the and, and and you know he's built up the Karate Kid to the place where he has confidence yes. and he has ability, uh-huh. right? And he's yeah. in wax the- on,
1: yeah. wax off. Yeah.
3: Why am I doing that? Right.
1: Oh, and then he then then then, then, then the. Uh, coach can step back and go now what does that
3: mean to you exactly <laughs> asking that great those good questions and then and then eventually right in, in, in when he's when he 's got the right questions and the and the and the and the and the, the person who you 're coaching can learn and create in that environment now Ooh. you have just you you 've blossomed the organization and the customer experience.
1: Oh, and the boy, I'm glad you mentioned that because really that's the bottom line. If you don't have ha- happy or satisfied customers, what good is your business? Right. That's right. And if you don't, if, if you're a family leader, if you don't have uh, satisfied uh, members of the family, you know, so many other things are calling their name. Right. So, how dangerous is so, that?
3: So, yeah. We, we we're going to we've learned a
1: lot in this segment and these segments. I think it's time now to take. OK, we're in the phase right now where you and I have led people along. I think we're in the letting their hands off the hand, our hands off the handlebar phase in this last segment. We're going to have you share the innovations that happen as a result of we, the leaders who are guiding this this, uh, whatever it happens to be, this business or this family, the, the time where we let our hands off and let other people involve themselves. In this last segment, we're going to pay that off. How about that?
3: Sounds great to me, Kaz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, my friend Diane Cocola. Uh, by the way, give a website.
3: Uh, so we're at www.blueprintleadership.com.
1: Okay, Diane Cocola of blueprintleadership.com. And Kaz will be
3: right, right back.
0: back. More. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. And I'm back with Diane Kakala of the Blueprint Leadership
1: uh, Vision. And she's been, you've been working on this uh, Blueprint um, Leadership for how long? 15 years though. 15 years or so, so you're starting to get it down.
3: <laughs> Closer. <laughs> but leadership's the journey, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. And one of the things you said during the break really struck me. It says, you know, we spend a lot of time training people, but it's time now to take what we've trained them and apply it to us so that we can encourage them and to... Uh, forays and avenues they've never even pursued themselves. So uh, give us kind of an overview of what this looks like for businesses who are learning how to take their hands off the steering wheel, for example, or hand the baton off to somebody else and... Be not go away, but be in a position to be ins- inspirational to other people. What does that look like from your business, and how are you applying that in your own business to other people? Yeah. Diane Kakola. and also, you know I always like to turn this into uh, things that are appropriate for the, our listeners if they aren't in business, so it can apply to families and relationships as well. Diane Kokola, I'm handing you the baton. Take it away.
3: <laughs> well, uh, one of the things that we're doing uh, now in uh, 2020 in in this decade is uh we are we're we are going to uh, start to take our own advice and uh create multiplication. So w- what we want to do is uh we are going to start and, and have started to train up HR professionals, trainers, facilitators, coaches and entrepreneurs who want to go out and work within the corporate environment to help bring this this uh, biblical leadership blueprint, leadership into the organizations, and then finally uh, working with coaches who work more one-on-one with people mm-hmm. and help them to utilize the same principles of understanding strengths and uh, and going through that that uh, the the learning process of Egypt wilderness and the promised land, etc., and, and incorporating that. And so we're we're raising up the next generation. And and Kaz, one of the things that uh, we think is really important, you and I haven't talked about this yet, I don't think, is uh, we really believe that we're in a time in history where we have a next generation, uh, primarily the millennial generation, that has a technology, technology available to them that has never been available before, and a deposit, it seems like a DNA in their system that wants to really make a difference in the world. And uh, many of the millennials that I've been working with, CEOs of companies, uh, they're talking about wanting to democratize The way that community is done in ways that help the world be a better place for everyone, not just for the few. And so we believe that the opportunity exists right now to raise up leaders with this biblical orientation of leadership so that they will create disruptive technologies in the world and create an entirely new, some entirely new systems, maybe even things like. You know, healthcare completely ah, revamped. I love it.
1: Oh, I love it. I right, love it. But, that, but that doesn't stops. happen unless the leadership is willing to to pass the baton. And then pass the baton and pass the baton. I came across, when you mentioned this, it struck uh, a recollection in me in Second uh, Timothy. There's a verse in Second Timothy chapter 2. And Paul is instructing Timothy to be all that he can be, but he's also instructing him to the people that he's instructing to be all they can be, to instruct others to be all they can be. Let me read this to you. This is in Second Timothy 2. Uh, chapter uh, chapter two verse two. Two, two, 2 as in two zero two <laughs> Easy zero <to> <laughs> as in twenty twenty do not
3: forget Ooh.
1: Ooh. L- let me give you this it says <laughs> and Paul is talking to Timothy he says and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses the same commit you to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. That's Second nice. Timothy two two, and the whole the whole idea is what you're sharing right there, and that is y- you have the innovation of the of the business, for example, or the leadership of the family. You hand you share the baton with somebody else, and let them share the baton with somebody else, and there's no telling where this can go, and you know it it can mean innovations in. Uh, uh, medical technologies, for example, or it can mean innovations in in uh, computer science, yeah. or it can be innovations in the way you raise your household. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- this can go so many different places, but it has to do with my willingness as the boss to share that baton with somebody else.
3: Yeah. Right. And, and you know, it, it reminds me, too, what you just said there, Kaz, is, uh, you know, how... Moses was an one of you know the initial leadership there in Israel, and um, there was a time where the baton got passed yes. to Joshua, and Joshua didn't do it the same way <laughs> oh, as Moses, right? No, yes, but the environment needed something different. We, you know, you needed to be a warrior going into the Ooh. promised land. Right. And, yes. and so, uh so I love your point about let's uh it's, not, it may not even just be the, there always is an individual difference and because sure. each, every person has their own design for leadership, but sometimes it's also the times and, and, and what's necessary during that particular economic, political, oh, or other so type good. Of time.
1: So let's take, let's, let's take God as our character study. He goes, I want to share my truths with everybody in the world. So he goes, authors... Of the Bible, 66 books of the Bible, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. Authors, I'm going to breathe upon you to write my heart cry. And each one of them translated his heart cry differently in the way that they they, they wrote the Scripture. Love but it. the synergy between each person uh-huh. is because God Father spoke to them and Holy Spirit directed them and their hands to write these things. And all of a sudden, we have a the synergy of the Word of God from so many different authors— the <laughs> communicating the same heart cry. Oops. That's that's an inspiration for us as business people, isn't
3: love it? Love it. I so love that. You know, uh, that just gave me, a, we're playing after each other, that gave me this picture I think in pictures a lot. And it reminds me of like, if you have an orchestra, but instead of the conductor being in charge of people, the, orchestra, the conductor is trying to bring the best out of every Ooh. single instrument. And when the best of every instrument comes out, you have the most beautiful symphony, Ooh. right? I like and that is what you just said. That's
1: right. You know, you can listen to people who know the logistics of music and they can do, you know, a, a concerto or whatever, but because they're not, it's just not totally part of them. They're just being obedient to the structure. And that's what happens in a business environment. You get a person that's obedient to the structure. The business has a level of success, but it ain't nearly where it can go if you allow God's precepts to take over in the midst of it. So we've got about a minute and a half or so in this our goes pretty quickly, doesn't it, Diane? Yes, sure did. So I want you to speak to these people, whether they're in a family environment of leadership or they're in a business envir- environment or a 501c3 nonprofit, whatever they are, I want you to speak specifically to them in the next minute or so about taking what God has given you and uh, use His uh, the strategies that he's shown you in Scripture and by Holy Spirit and let her rip, Diane Cola <laughs> Blueprint Leadership.
3: Well, I think one of the, the the things that really resonates for me and for uh, and I want to pass to every single leader out there is first of all recognizing that God has a unique design for each person. Mm. Each person is a leader, and God has a con- a very very specific design for you, and that design is is needs it's it's like a a diamond. You got to find that diamond in you. And when you can find that diamond in who you are, in your identity, in your calling, and in your purpose, then it becomes just a natural thing to release the diamonds in everyone else, right? And then to multiply what we can do for the community. Oh,
1: my. So people obviously want to know more about you and uh, what you're doing in Blueprint Leadership. One more time. Give us your elevator pitch, thinking that it's, we're only on, we've only got two floors on this elevator because we've got about <laughs> thirty or forty seconds. Diane Cucola, lay it on us.
3: So for uh, blueprint leadership, what we do is we help uh, individuals, teams, and organizations to connect with each other to influence and have to, to have an impact in the world.
1: And people can find out more about this, Diane Kukula, how?
3: At blueprintleadership.com.
1: Okay, my listening friend, I have to thank Diane. She's such a, so fun. she's yes. so fun to be in the studio with. She smiles, and one of the things that I noticed with her, she's a leader of leaders, no question about it. But when we get into a conversation, she's very intent or attentive on what I am saying. Um, she's she's ver- paying close attention so that she can use that to spring into something higher. And all of a sudden we take a conversation from ground level and each one inspires the other person. All of a sudden we're in, we're in territory we've never been before and God is blessed and his kids are blessed. So Diane Coca-Cola uh, Blueprint Leadership, thank you for joining me on this hour and I'm sure you're going to keep us updated on what's going on with you and the vision God has given to you but beyond to you, through you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. You know, my friends, this next hour is going to be amazing to you, especially if you've been confronted with contrary situations. It could be uh, death or near-death experiences by you or others that you know. You need to know that God will change the spirit of heaviness to joy. The Bible talks about that God will give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Uh, we're going to talk with people who have had near-death Experiences have near death testimonies because when you're right now, you you may be facing things yourself uh, with maybe sad news or just unfortunate news, or you have faced things in other people's lives. And God is going to give you uh, innovation to be able to come out of that and uh, use God's best instruction to improve your situation. So, Diane, thank you for joining us. And in the next segment, you're going to love some of these uh, insights of people that have had near death experience and how that has used them, God is using them to use that to change and improve the lives of others. So my friends, I will be with my next guest. I
0: will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego. is just moments away. APRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come Together San Diego with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Hey there,
1: my friends. I can hardly wait to share this next hour with you. You know, we're going into 2020. It's a, it's a, going to be, you know, Scripture talks about there are certain years that are sober years that uh, you use to build upon for other things. And uh, I have a sense in my heart of hearts that 2020 is going to be the, one of the greatest years ever, but it's because of the victories that we are able to apply uh, that could have been uh, very serious and going the wrong direction. But because of God's training in our lives, he's going to use these things as springboards. And Isaiah talks about, he gives us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, I want you to meet my co-hosts for this hour, uh, Linda and Jen Berick of a ministry called Hope Out Loud Ministry. Hello, hi there. How are you doing?
4: Doing great. I'm Linda doing well.
1: and Jen, good to have you. Let me let me set the stage here and then I'm going to set you free. You know, one of the things uh, we're talking about uh, challenges in people's life, uh, you can't get around them. God allows the challenges to use that to empower and strengthen you so that when other people are face to face with you, you can say, I know someone who has solved that. Let me share what this is. And of course, it gets around to the someone who has solved that as the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So, uh, Linda and Jen Barrick and uh, your husband and brother are not with us on this show, but we want you to kind of share the overall uh, picture. You had a, a literally life-threatening accident uh, a few years ago. Why don't you briefly tell the story in this segment, and then we're going to dig on in how God has used that to become one of the most remarkable uh, beauty for ashes experiences in your life. First of all, Linda, Mom, Linda, yes. good to have you. Thank you, and daughter Thank Jen Barrick, Good to have you as well. Thank you. It's great um, to be with you. It's a pleasure. What we want to do on this show, what what I like to do with Come Together San Diego, is use the testimonials of my co-hosts to be inspiration for the listeners. Now, some may be able to glean the literal uh, challenges and the and the you know the the. the sad points of your life, specifically to their life. And others may be able to deal with it more abstractly, but you have such a great testimony, you guys, Barrick family, to share. I want to use this as an inspiration for everybody who's a listener on Come Together San Diego. Some that are going to take it in as a a personal infusion, and some that are going to say, "Oh, that's nice to know," and they're going to carry it in their backpack and use it when they need it. So, Linda, why don't you start, and then uh, Jen can okay. jump on in. Jen, I know you will anyway. Yes, so, you <laughs> will. <laughs> so, so Linda, start with this. And where, where are you uh, calling from?
4: Well, we live in Lynchburg, Virginia, and um, it was 13 years ago on November 5th, 2006, and um, our daughter Jennifer was 15, and she was singing in her first high school choir concert on a Sunday night, and um, we were driving home from church. Our whole family was together in a van, and we were hit head-on by a drunk driver who was going 80 miles an hour, and he was running from the police. Um, and in one second our life changed forever oh and we were scattered to four different hospitals within hours of each other um I didn't see Jen for 16 days. Um, I didn't see my husband for 16 days. And in our darkest moments, God was there. I mean, when you cry out to Jesus, he hears you. And um, Jennifer suffered a global brain injury. And uh, so she uh, still struggled with her short term memory. It comes and goes. Yes. And on this interview, you'll see I give her cues, and we never know what she's going to say for sure. But um, she just has overflowing joy. And And she trusts God. And, you know, as her mom, I struggle uh, so many days because it's hard to watch your children be in pain and go through hard things. Um, and, Jen, what do you say to me on the days I struggle? <laughs> I, I tell my mom that she needs a brain injury. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. my my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Why?
4: I tell her that she just needs to let go and to trust God because he has it all under control.
1: Yeah. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah. you know, what I'm believing in this interview, uh, Jen and Linda, I'm believing that as you share this, you know, the scripture says of, of Job th- that God released the captivity of Job when he prayed mm-hmm. for his friends. So as you release the captivity mm-hmm. of some of the things that you're, you've experienced and you share this with others, I'm believing that this is going to be the healing salve or the healing balm further for you, Jen and Linda and Andy. Mm-hmm. And what's your mm-hmm. brother's name, yeah. Jen? Josh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. this is going to be further healing bomb for you, because when you get yeah. healed further on things, also, that is an inspiration for you to share with others. And God has Absolutely. put you in a ministry mm-hmm. where yeah. you're going to be able to share that. So, Lord, I'm I'm, I'm believing for this time that we I spend with uh, Linda and Jen Barak to be not only an inspiration from their hearts and lips to our listeners, but also as a healing balm for themselves. Yeah. So, Linda and Jen, where would yeah. you like to go from here? We have about three or four minutes left in this thing.
4: Well, I just want to say to whoever is listening... I grew up in a Christian home, and my dad was a preacher, Dr. Ed Heinsen. um Many of you may have seen him on King is Coming on TV. Um, and I knew God's Word, and I had hidden it in my heart, and, and I loved God with all my heart. But when our car wreck happened and when tragedy strikes, so often we're faced with that test of, um, are we going to run to God or are we going to run away from God? And I just want to encourage whoever's listening that God is so faithful. And in your darkest moments, you can cry out to him and he will hear you. And I love Isaiah 41:13 that says, for I am the Lord, your God who takes hold of your right hand and says, do not fear. I will help you. Oh my And my. God's word is true. You can cling to it. You can claim it out loud. It's a rock. You can stand on it.
0: Yes,
1: yes. Linda, the Linda, one, one of the things, things is, I uh, yeah. one, one of the things that I'm just seeing right now and uh, you are a, you know, God is the rock, but he gives his own his individuals rock status like in mm-hmm. a way you're a rock star to your daughter. I'm I'm using Goofy yeah. plan mm-hmm. words on that, but but the truth of the matter is God is going to put somebody in your life, my listening friend, who has a perspective that 's different from yours don 't mm-hmm. shut them out. Uh, God may have been putting that person in your in, in your presence to mm-hmm. empower you and give you hope, and then they 're going to be the naysayers try to steer clear of some of them, but nonetheless, right. God is going to put people into your lives to give you inspiration and encouragement, and I see that in the actual. Relationship between Linda and Jen Bierick. Linda, where do you want to take this?
4: Well, um, I just, I think. Um there's so much we want to share about the miracles and and what God has taught us but truly God has birthed a ministry out of tragedy and um, he allows us to go and speak and travel all over the country and share the gospel and um, what Satan intends for evil God can use for good and we've seen thousands of people come to Mm -hmm. accept Christ as their Lord and Savior because Jen is still injured and yet she praises God and is full of joy Um, and whatever God takes us through in life, you know, our, um, the tests that we go through become our testimony. And we've learned that when we can reach out and help others and encourage others, it makes all the difference in the world.
1: Yes. Um, Let me ask a question of Jen, because Jen, I, I already know Jen enough to know that she can handle certain questions like this because she's yes. anointed. So I'm going to ask you a question, Jen. Hope um, mm-hmm. Out Loud Ministries. What does that title mean to you? We've got about a minute left in this segment, and then we're going to launch into that definition in a few Future segments, but what does Hope Out Loud mean to you, Jen Barrick?
4: Well, Hope Out Loud, yes, was born through tragedy, but you know, we gave it that name just because, you know, Jesus is our hope. And just when I was in the hospital, how, you know, the hope of Jesus is truly what carried us. And gave hope to my family as a whole. And just God would fill me just with peace and just with scripture. And so it was a way for us to have hope through such a time of tragedy.
1: Uh See, see, Linda, you didn't even need to coach her because she knew this in her heart of hearts. Yes, <laughs> my listening well, friend. We're gonna uh, we're out. Uh, time for a break here, uh, Linda and Jen. But my listening friend, I hope that this has whet your appetite. On you, you may be facing some challenges, or you've you know, know people that are facing challenges. We want this to be an inspiration to you, as Linda and Jen Berick of Hope Out Loud Ministries uh, join me in the remainder of this hour talking about ways. To, when you face challenges, to get out of them, the next segment we're going to talk a little bit about the challenges that Jen faced in a coma and the diagnosis, but how God uh, influenced that for God's best through each of them. We'll talk more about that as Linda and Jen Barrick and I come right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. More, Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K Praise. And I'm back. And
1: yes, I do. I have a scripture. Okay, here we go. And this is a scripture in, in Psalm 41. The scripture says that when we were in distress, God enlarged us. And so what God's wow. strategy is, is the, the, the distress mm-hmm. is, it could be part of the equation, uh, because he wants to use it as a tool to enlarge us to be able to receive more of him. Welcome back. And I want to Thank welcome you. you, but also my co-hosts, Linda and Jen Berrick. And uh, they have a ministry called Hope Out Loud Ministries, and it's really tied to an experience that they had a few years ago a life threatening experience that put Jen in a coma and diagnosis. That uh, was not favorable to her or even to her family. I'm going to hand the baton off to you, uh, Linda, and have you remi- uh, tell the story. Okay. And then, let of course, Jen is going to do some input because she was on okay. the other side of this coma, and she can yes. g- present things yes. in a way that you and I can't present. So, uh, Linda, would you be so kind, Linda Berick?
4: Yes. Um, at the scene of our car wreck, Jennifer was a Glasgow scale of three, and dead people are a three. Yes. And no one thought that she would live through the night. Um, doctors said uh, she wasn't going to live, and then um, she was in a coma for five weeks, and no one thought that she would wake up. And we just prayed and prayed, and people all over the country prayed and fasted, and we were begging God to wake Jen up. And as she started to emerge from this coma, she had no control of her arms and her legs, and she was thrashing around, and she was in this bed that was zipped up like a tent to keep her from falling on the ground, and um, she didn't have control of her arms and legs, and she, she was moaning in pain, and we would try to talk to her, but we couldn't really communicate with her, and uh, we couldn't understand her, and then all of a sudden, one day, she started talking to God, Yes. and it was this uninjured voice And it was this two-way conversation where she was answering God's questions. And um, it was almost as if she was in his throne room. And she was saying, should I go or should I stay? Oh, my goodness. And then she's rolling around and the feeding tube's getting all wound up around Mm -hmm. her. And she's saying, okay, Lord, I'll do it. But there aren't words to describe you. You'll have to write them down. And as we watched this, it was was just unbelievable because... um, the only time we could understand Jen is when she prayed. Mm-hmm. And for yes. days, um, she would only be awake a little bit, you know, at a time, and then she'd go back asleep. But when she prayed, she just praised God and said, Lord, you're so good, you're so faithful, you're glorious. And... um We saw two sides to Jen. Uh, We would bring in the WOW Worship CD, and she could sing all 22 songs on that WOW Worship CD, word for word. And we kept Mm -hmm. the Bible open by her head, and she could quote out loud every verse she had hidden in her heart. But then the doctors would come in, and they'd say, Jen, raise your right arm, and she could not do it. She could not follow a verbal command. She didn't know her name. Mm -hmm. She didn't know she was hurt she couldn't eat, she couldn't sit up, but she knew Jesus. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> she was just overflowing with joy, and oh, it has taken me years and years to put this into words, but Jen's mind and body was so broken, mm-hmm, and yet yes. the Holy Spirit was alive and perfect inside of her. Yes, yes, yes. And for anyone listening, um, we're mm, all broken yes. in different ways. Um, we've all been through hard things, and so often, Satan, the enemy, will say to us, God can't use you anymore. You've messed up or you're too broken. But if you know Christ, the moment you accept Christ into your heart and life as your Savior, His Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you. And so um, God can enable you to do things. Mm, definitely. Um, there is one story that changed my life forever. Uh, Jen was in the hospital for three months and... There was a lift that could put her in the wheelchair, and my friend Pam Foster was with us, and Mm -hmm. um, it was Christmas time, and Jen's kicking Pam, and she's on the ground rubbing Jen's feet, and I'm in a wheelchair. My whole left side is crushed, and I said, let's sing Silent Night because it's Christmas, and that'll Mm -hmm. calm Jen down, and so we started singing Silent Night, and in the middle of Silent Night, Jen stops kicking and thrashing, and she starts singing, and she's just glowing, and she's looking. Looking up at the left and at the end, she just goes, amen.
1: Oh, my, my, my.
4: And I looked at her and I said, Jen, do you see Jesus? And she said, yes. Oh, my. Don't you see him? He is standing right beside me. Wow. And that moment in time changed my life forever wow. <laughs> because Jen was mm-hmm. completely blind at this time. She could not look at me and know I was her mom. And yet, God made himself so real to her. Yes. And we think of God as being so far off, and yet, in Jen's darkest moments, mm-hmm. he was with her. And, Jen, how do you like to view Jesus? Well, yes, i love to view Jesus as my escort uh-huh. because I love how Scripture promises that once we have invited the Lord into our hearts to be our personal Savior, how uh, Scripture promises that God will never leave us or forsake us. So I love just to visualize Jesus being my escort and holding my hand, carrying me on the hard days. Oh, the same for the listeners. I just want to encourage them Just as they
1: know the Lord, they are never allowed. Oh, my. Jen, that's wonderful. Jen, I'm going to ask you this question and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to ask you how old you are. But before I do, I want to reassure Linda. I'm not going to ask you, Linda, if you don't ask me. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) But Jen, uh, (laughs) how how old are you now? And uh, this was when you were like 15 or 16, is that correct?
4: Yes.
1: Okay, so how old are you now?
4: I am 28.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Twenty-eight,
4: and so, but yes. she has this childlike <laughs> faith oh, where no, no question she about just that. does not doubt God. Exactly. And so, one thing that happened too: the only way, even when Jen came home from the hospital, the only way we could get her to do anything mm-hmm. was to connect with her spirit. With the spirit, yeah. So to get her out of bed mm-hmm. in the morning, we'd quote a verse. What would we say? I can do all things through Christ who <laughs> <He's Christ laughs> me. Oh, and I we love started it. singing mm-hmm. praise songs just to ride in the car because she'd get so sick and we started doing the three Ps. Yes. We would just pray out loud, and yeah. praise songs out loud, and the promises, promises. of God's Word oh, out I loud.
1: Oh, I love this. Just J- to survive. Jen, yeah. Jen, let me ask you a question, Jen. Now, mm-hmm. w- is this all that a foggy memory back then? You're 28 now, and this was a number of years ago. Is this a foggy memory, or is it uh, crystal clear, or do you think God has given you elements of that that He wants you to remember and use as ministry tools? Where are you right now in light of that?
4: Well, uh, yes, I feel like God, He is um, healing my short-term memory every day, and I was not aware for the first couple years just of the accident and just all the change that had taken place. But um, God just, every day, He is just he, um Yes. Healing me more, and just—I really feel like he's giving me, has given me the gift of being positive, and that's truly what has carried us. Mm-hmm. I love that. Jen refuses to say a negative. Um, She just turns everything into a positive. (laughs) So if she can't remember where we're going or she forgets where she hid her brother's birthday gift, what we (laughs) say out loud? Oh, Jen, you are so smart. (laughs) She just turns it around. I love that. And um, she truly, and Jen, one day I said to you, why are you positive all the time? Well, I was sharing with my mom that, you know, just negativity Just I was just telling my mom that it just really um, just kills me I think is how I worded it and what I meant by that is I just I feel like it really gives Satan a foothold and just that um, it controls my actions and I said even my destiny I said you know that Satan is the feeder of negative, where God is the feeder of positive, and his scripture uplifts us, he believes in us, and so I think it is so, so vital for us just to claim his truth and to believe the positive. And to turn our negativity into positive, yeah. oh my and that's my. truly where the name "Hope Out Loud" came mm-hmm. from, because I love this. God was giving us hope out loud through Jen. She Linda, I'm going to give you.
1: I'm going to give you yeah. a task here in the remaining minute and a half of this segment. Okay, I'm going to. This is the task. The, a lot of the people that are listening to this show, they mm-hmm. they've taken heart literally to Jen's testimony uh, mm-hmm. and and the the positive thinking and the positive declarations and things like that but it's mm-hmm. it's not only out of her own heart and mind but this is out of a uh, the convictions of an intimate relationship that she yeah. has yeah. with the Lord that's really yeah. what makes it different from other people going well I'm just going to say good things that's fine but if you say good things mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. the author of your voice is the Lord himself then it makes right. a difference yeah. i would like you in this next minute before we close for this segment is to speak to listeners that may have that same challenge you know it's real easy to be negative about things it's real easy about it to be negative about a diagnosis that you've received or another person in your life or a hard time that you have to counsel with another person who is facing a traumatic or has faced a traumatic experience I want you to speak into the lives into the ears of our listeners in about taking about a minute to declare how speaking positive things uh, from the Lord into other people's lives infuses not only life but also yes Hope out loud. Oh, I said it. That's the name of your ministry. So Linda, (laughs) I'm going to let you say this in a minute and then we're going to go to a break and come right back after that. So go ahead, Linda.
4: Well, we have to choose joy and choose the positive. And um, Jen had huge anxiety for a lot of years, and we would quote out loud, For the Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And I would write verses on sticky notes and have them on the mirror in my bathroom and in the car and just everywhere to remind ourselves of truth. And we would play praise music all the time, because when you're singing a praise song, it's hard to have a negative thought <laughs> for that you know, few minutes. And just when you praise God, Satan flees. And when you choose to be grateful or make a list of all the things you're grateful for, um, it just it makes you feel better physically, but it also focuses on who God is. Mm. And when you focus on who God is, he is not of our dimension, and nothing is too hard for him. And he will always answer for his greater glory, and so we can trust him. And um, and so those are just things that we would do every day um, just to choose the positive and to choose to sing the praise songs and to choose to quote scripture out loud. And the verse that says that there's um, power of life and death in the tongue, we think of what we speak to others but really it's our self-talk what we speak to ourselves and uh, we've been going to a lot of brain therapy and the brain doctor said you believe what you you know your brain believes whatever you say out loud and so it's just so important to be quoting God's word. It will pull you out of the pit every yes, time. I love that. So you're telling yourself how to believe. You're telling yourself <laughs> truth, and every day we'll say, "I am happy. I am healthy. I am strong."
1: <laughs> I love that, Linda, and, Linda, yeah. and Jen Berick and Hope Out Loud Ministries and His Hope Out Loud. Give me the website again.
4: Okay,
1: it's hopeoutloud.com. Dot com, hopeoutloud.com. You know, it's wonderful to be able to proclaim things, and I'm, I'm thrilled with the way that this radio broadcast is going because Holy Spirit is having His way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the strategies, though, about the healing strategy is a, a word called forgiveness. And that's one yeah. of the challenges that many of us listeners, including myself, we we, we want to hang on to our own. You know, th- I want to fester this because I'm enjoying my, my agony. And what God wants us to do is he wants to, us to forgive uh, other people and even ourselves, because that is really a main stepping to- stone for what God wants to do in our life and through our life to others so uh Jen and Linda Berick, would you stay with me for the remainder of this hour? But in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit about the value of forgiveness because I'm sure that's taken, uh, that's a big part of your ministry in these days when you're talking about having hope and speaking positive things. The forgiveness issue has to be dealt with. So would you mind in the next segment dealing with this, Jen and Linda, would you mind? Mm -hmm. Not at all. We'd love to. Okay, my listening friend, I just wanted to prepare you for the great stuff that's coming soon to a radio broadcast named Come Together San Diego back when we come back in
0: just a moment. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise.
2: This is Frank Harper, pastor in North County. We need more of God this time than we've ever needed him before. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.
0: Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And
1: we are back. I'm returning with Jen and Linda Berrick of Hope Out Loud Ministries. And the website, Linda, is? HopeOutloud.com HopeOutloud.com Dot com. You know, we're here to tell you, my listening friend, about some of God's most overlooked tools for healing. We've talked a little bit about uh, negative diagnosis and challenges and things like that, but how God is always in the thick of things, and you may be facing some heavy Challenging things in your life, my my friend, right now, not only in your personal life or your family or friends, and God is wants to give equip you with tools to uh, help them. And one of the tools that's most overlooked in God's kingdom is a tool called healing. I was just in uh, during the break with uh, my pr- one of my producers, uh, Alex Bush, and he made a comment. I'm going to sh- use that as a springboard into this section and uh, hand it over to you, Linda and Jen Berick. But he said. Uh, there's a joy of hating people enjoy hating so much that they are not willing to give that up to allow God's forgiveness in their lives so I'm sure in your interactions with people Linda and Jen you have people that that are so ingrained in hatred anybody say politics <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah. that, that they do not dare to forgive because that's going to cleanse them and that some of their power is found in unforgiveness. Would you speak to that uh, Linda and let Jen give her, her ingenious insights as a result
2: of yes. this?
4: Yes. Um, well, forgiveness is something that every single person has to deal with. And we yes. all have people who've hurt us or wounded us or betrayed us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, the hardest when it's a family member or someone that was a friend that you trusted, and um, we hold on to that bitterness, thinking we're hurting the other person in reality we're hurting ourselves, and um, that person actually has power over you when you don't forgive them and it 's the number one question that people ask us, mm-hmm. and Jen um, they'll ask you why do you forgive and how? Well, yes, you know forgiveness. Um, It was. It was hard, but, you know, I um, was able to forgive the drunk driver with God's help. Um, He helped me uh, to forgive the drunk driver, and I like to say that I was able to take the drunk driver off my hook and to put him on the Lord's and to release it into God's hands. And put him I, on God's hook. God's well, hook. Say, say that, that
1: That is a yeah. word of wisdom. Take him off of your hook and hand him over to the Lord. Wow. Yeah. That's ingenious. That's a wonderful way of putting it. And that has to speak Thank to the you. hearts of many listeners as yes. well. So continue, Jen. Continue, Linda.
4: So yes, and I also like to call forgiveness forgiveness because when we choose to forgive we experience that freedom that comes from God and that freedom just that only he can give when we choose to go on that adventure of forgiveness with his help mm mm-hmm. yeah A few years ago, um, Jennifer was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, and we learned that it was from all the CT scans on her head. And so again, as her mom, I just went to a really dark place, and I was wrestling with God because I felt like Jen was still suffering because of the sin of someone else. And maybe someone listening Mm. tonight can relate to that. You feel like you suffer every day Mm. because of the poor choices and the mistakes of someone else. And I just want to encourage you tonight. um, One thing that God showed me about Jen having thyroid cancer, it was spreading in her lymph nodes and we had to get it out. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the same with bitterness. Bitterness is a toxin of your soul and it spreads and it hurts you and it consumes your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we have to get it out, yes. and when Jen found out she had cancer, what did you say? He said. It was- I said, well, it's going to expand my ministry. Not everyone understands brain injury, but everyone can relate with cancer. And I said, I'm going to hand out my prayer book to all my nurses and all my doctors. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. Oh my. And you also said, I'm going to write the drunk driver a letter. Yes, and to let him know that I forgive him. And I have the letter here, and I would love to read it to let me
1: you. Add, let me ask you a question before you, because I want you to read that. It's going to, it's going to put a period in it the end of one sentence and we'll start another sentence but one of the things we have to understand about forgiveness is sure it has an impact on the person you are forgiving but also it has a remarkable impact on you your health and to kind of open the door for healing of yourself as well so Mm -hmm. as you listen to this letter as you listen to this letter that jen wrote to the drunk driver who kind of perpetrated this uh, tragedy upon this family understand that part of this letter uh, goes inward as well as going outward so Jen yeah. we'd love to hear you read this letter but as, as she speaks the words of this letter I want you to use the nuances of this letter to begin to heal you my listening friend from whatever yeah. thing that you're holding mm-hmm. on to, the unforgiveness that you have and understand yeah. that God's strategy is to heal you as well as the person you're writing that letter or pers- saying those mm-hmm. prayers over so I Set the stage for you, Jen. Lay it on us.
4: Okay, yes, I wrote The Drunk Driver. Dear Corey, my name is Jennifer Barrick. I don't know if you know who I am, but I am a girl who prays for you every day. I am asking God to heal you so that you can talk and walk again. I have a brain injury because you were drinking and driving. And I have suffered a lot, too. But I like to think that God has remodeled me and has made me better. Even though I have disabilities and struggle every day, God is using me in ways I never dreamed possible (laughs) for His glory. I want you to know that I have forgiven you, not in my own strength, but in God's strength. I can't explain it, but God has given me a special love for you. I will continue to pray for you daily. Today, Lord, I choose to forgive Corey, just like you forgave me. Thank you for second chances.
1: My my my, um, Jen. I, I'm 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 almost weeping here in the studio because of the the power of that letter. So uh, we only have about a minute left in this segment, Jen. I'm going to uh, have you uh, extrapolate a little bit from this letter. Just briefly tell us the healing component that it had for you, and in the next segment, we'll uh, not only talk about that healing component, but what it does for others as well, including the Corey that is the. Uh, person to whom you wrote the letter. So tell me just a a little bit of how this increased or began a healing process on you when you had that level of forgiveness. My listening friend, pay close attention because there's a a message in here for you. Jen, how did it begin to heal you briefly? And then we'll deal with it in the next segment.
4: Well, yes, um, through doing this, it, it did. It helped me experience that freedom I talked about earlier and just to just experience just um, hope in a new way and just the peace truly that comes from God. And it is so cool because since I wrote this letter, Corey is improving and um, it's just neat to hear just on the faithfulness of God. They were able to remove his ventilator and his feeding tube. And the latest news, he is talking and saying whole sentences. (laughs) So it's Pretty remarkable. This is after 10 years of being pretty much completely sedated.
1: (laughs) My, my. So obviously, the head on collision uh, did a toll on him as well as you, your family. Yeah. My, my, my. And I'll tell you what, I'm just envisioning. uh, Corey, maybe he couldn't read this himself, maybe he had it read to him. What an impact this has for him, but what an impact it has. For you, Jen Berrick, as well. We're going to talk about this. We're going to put everything together that you've heard about this potential tragedy and how God changed uh, ashes into beauty and uh, the oil of joy from mourning. And this is the the phrase that really strikes me about you, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And Jen, one of the things that brought her out of where she was into where God wants her to be is to be wearing and bearing this garment of praise. We're going to talk more about this with uh, Linda and Jen when we come right back.
0: More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210 K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well,
1: well, well. Remarkable topic. Remarkable topic co-hosts for this hour, Linda and Jen Barrick of Hope Out Loud Ministries or hopeoutloud.com. Uh, Linda and Jen, uh, I, I'm, I'm so honored to have you. And Jen, let me just tell you this. You are a remarkable, capital R, mm-hmm. <laughs> underscored in boldface italics. You are a remarkable lady. And, uh, uh, you. I, and you have been able to distill the uh, things that have happened against you and turn them is something that God wants to use not only for you, but through you to impact other people. I'm I'm impressed. You're a remarkable young lady. And, of course, your mom's Thank remarkable you. as well, of course, right. and your brother and your dad as well. So you, let, let's talk just a little bit about this. We've, we've set the stage for a lot of things. I think it's time now to take the sowing, the planting and the sowing that we've done in the earlier segments and use this as a harvest time to really give our listeners some empowerment, on uh, how to deal with this in their lives as well. My listening mm-hmm. friend, one of the mm-hmm. things one of the things that I have discovered and that is God wants to take our scars and use them as Tools to inspire other people into great things. And there are a lot of people listening to this broadcast right now that either have scars in the natural or have scars in the spiritual or both. And that sometimes they just don't know what exactly to do with it. And if they realize that God is, has, wants to use these things as stepping stones, as tools to improve your life and your future, but also, uh, have you improve other people's lives and futures as well. I'm going to hand it to you, uh, Linda, and then have Jen Jen give her insights as well. As, can you believe it? We're coming up to the end of our hour together. My, my, my. So, Linda? I think
4: um, when we go through painful and hard times, so often, um, you know, we start to doubt, does God love me? And I just want to encourage anyone listening that... Um, if you've gone through a hard time, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. He loves you so much, yes. and He will carry you and walk with you. Mm-hmm. And your pain gives you purpose, and it makes you passionate to help others. And um, we, um, there's a story, Jen, where you were looking in the mirror, and what were you doing? Yes, well, the same particular day I was, I was counting my scars. I just wanted to know how many I had. And it was so cool, Just how God is a God of detail, because when I found out the number, you know, God just immediately spoke to my heart, and I could hear Him saying to me, you know, Jen, when I look at you, I don't think, oh, you're the girl with all these scars. No. When I look at you, I I see that you're beautiful. You're priceless. You are worth it. You are mine. And just how, you know, our scars, they just, they don't define us. Just, you know, it is all about just who we are in Him and how God is so proud of you. I just want to encourage you to never give up. And what do we call our scars, Jen? We like to call our scars beauty marks of God's faithfulness. (laughs) Yes. And you know, everyone listening, even if you don't have physical scars, we all have emotional Mm -hmm. scars. And those, I think, are so painful because they're hidden deep in our hearts where no one knows a lot of times. But God can take all those hard things and Mm -hmm. He can use us in greater ways. and Far greater. (laughs) So so often we tend to blame God when bad things happen. and. One thing God showed me is we have to stop asking Mm. why and open our hands and say, Lord, what? What? You know, Mm. I can't change what happened to me, but what do you want to do with this? And how do you want to use Mm -hmm. me to help others? And trust God to do that greater Mm. thing. And um, he's so faithful. He really is. And um, to share Jesus, you know, um, that's really why we're here. Mm -hmm. And Jen, you said to me the other day, when we get to heaven, what's God going to ask us? I believe he's going to ask us, you know, what did you do with the story that I gave you? Was it all about you or was it all about me? And who did you bring with you? Oh, my. Who did you bring with you? Who did you bring with you? Who did you (laughs) tell about Jesus? And, Jen, you said the other day someone else has scars. Yes. Jesus.
0: Oh, my. Jesus. Yes.
4: And he kept his scars.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And those are those scars are endearing for us because without those scars we couldn't have been given the privilege of eternal life
2: that's, yeah. right. that's remarkable
1: mm, Amen. You, you know, yeah. here's what so, I, I love sense you. Yeah. here's what I sense going on right now with our listeners People that have listened attentively to this program and heard the testimonials of Jen and your insights as well, Linda, they are ready for having something sealed in their life that they didn't have sealed or maybe even a better phrase is released in their life that they didn't have released before. So I'm going to Linda, I'm going to ask you to. Pray over our listeners that the words that were shared right now become sealed in their heart and they can become literally applicable to every facet of their life, dealing with not only uh, dealing with the tragedy, but uh, having hope in God and beauty for ashes and all this, but also the healing Power of forgiveness. I'm going to have you begin this, Linda. Okay. And you know what, Jen? Mm-hmm. Uh, you are an anointed lady. You are an anointed lady. I'm going to allow you the privilege of uh, speaking into the hearts of our listeners too as we come to an end of this program, which will happen in about three or four minutes. So, okay. Linda, I'm going to have you first speak to our listeners, and I want you to entrust God through your prayer that something. Supernatural happens through the ears and through the hearts and through the lives and lifestyle of our listeners that seals this into their life, that they can use this not only for their own situation or tragic situations that they are facing with others or whatever, but use this as a springboard into God's plans and provision. And then I'm going to have Jen close the show because she is so very good. So, Linda, go ahead. Thank
2: you.
4: Dear Heavenly Father, we just bow. And Lord, I pray right now that you would cradle everyone listening in your everlasting arms. And Lord, may you just whisper hope to their heart. I just pray that they would know that you see them and that you love them so much. God, I ask that you would break every chain, every stronghold in their life that's holding them back from freedom in you. God, every broken thing, Lord, you can mend what's broken. You can bring ministry out of our mess. God, I pray that you would seal in every heart whatever your Holy Spirit is speaking right now. God, would you, would you allow every person to just say, Father, help me forgive. God, we can't forgive in our own strength, only in your strength. May we follow the example of Jesus on the cross and say, Father, forgive them. And, God, I just I just know that you have greater things that you want to do in each life. God, you allow our pain for a purpose, and you want to use us in greater ways to tell people about Jesus. And, God, our lives should be a beautiful reflection of you. And if we could just shine with a hint of
1: your glory, Lord.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Holy, holy holy, holy. <laughs> yes.
1: okay Jen I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're thrilled about the next 60 seconds or so that you share with our our listeners to bring this program to a close my, my listening friend I, I I entrust that something remarkable has happened and is happening to you as you hear these testimonies Jen what's in your heart give us about 60 seconds worth and we have to close the show Jen Barrick
4: holy one Oh Daddy, we run to you. <laughs> Thank you for how you are there to greet us with open arms. And just for my listener, help them to know that you are so proud of them. Mm. Help them to know that they don't have to hold anything back from you. That your plan for their life is far greater than anything they could hope or dream mm. possible. So, Lord Jesus, we press into you tonight and into that truth. I just want to pray that you fill all our hearts up with that joy and peace. That is found and anchored in you and you alone. Mm, almighty hero, thank you for coming to uh, our uh, rescue. We praise you for being a good, good father. See oh your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen.
1: Linda and Jen Barrick. Oh, wow. Thank wow, you. what a what a time. And thank you yeah. for sharing your hearts yeah. uh, with and our I, listeners. And I
4: want to encourage, too, if you go to hopeoutloud.com, we have a lot of books. We have a Beauty yeah. Marks book that mm-hmm. takes you mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a journey mm-hmm. of healing through the words of Jesus yeah. and lots of videos. Jen has a prayer book oh, yeah, yeah. and a book she just wrote for teen girls that I recorded her on yeah. the iPhone. And um, it just, it's all about your identity in Ooh. Christ yes,
1: and yes, yes. about
4: speaking positive out speaking
1: loud. Speaking positive out loud. That's what Come yeah. Together San Diego is all about, too. Linda and Jen Barrick. Hope Out Loud, hopeoutloud.com. My listening friend, what an honor to have these remarkable leaders of leaders and heartfelt leaders as well join me in this show. Thank you, ladies. Uh, And join me, by the way, next week as we uncover more inspirational topics and the whole purpose of the topics is to help you come together, San Diego, and beyond. So, Jen and Linda, thank you for joining me. My listening friends, thank you for joining us and see you soon.